Peculiar Objects Season 2 is inspired by the teen horror films of the 1980s that our parents definitely should have been more aware that we were watching. It will never include any kind of sexual violence, but may contain references to alcohol, drugs, and addiction, child endangerment, and body horror that some may find upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Peculiar Objects, the only 80s podcast that is really just a dozen small demonic minions disguised as an undead workman in overalls. I am your rocket-loving, dwarf-sized Stephen Dwarf, and host, Nigel Collins. With me are three other haunted house money pit investors. I am your pair of stoners who go to their boss's house one weekend and definitely play with a dead body for way longer than is probably legal, Anthony Moore. And I play Kit Russell, teenage detective Ooh. and reporter. My name is Casey Hills, and I am your direct-to-DVD um, sequel that is also a crossover to a beloved but long-canceled um, sitcom coming to the discount bin near you. Look for Munster House, um, written by <laughs> Fran Harmon. Uh, my name is Old C.W. Hills, and I play Jubilee Reynard DeSoto, welcome, teen welcome. scumbag. And I am your group of, I think, teenagers uh, with a definitely stoner dog mm. who happens to talk when and we have a, a machine of mystery, mm. and we solve mm-hmm. mysteries inside of mysterious houses and islands and whatnot. <laughs> So the Jetsons, like real life. Uh, <laughs> yes, the Jetsons. Yep. Uh, I am your not host, Steve Mims, and I am playing uh, Jamal King. And uh, I'm your backwater clown on a break who won't stop talking about a film that no one has seen on Super 8. <laughs> Special guest, Max Mata. <laughs> Are you playing Max? I'm playing Jeffy, who works at the movie store. Yeah, buddy. I uh, <laughs> your character if he who works at the movie that's so good yeah. <laughs> um i got real confused for a second because you were talking about a clown on a brig and i thought we were talking about the day the clown cried and i thought we were gonna have to put like a special content warning on this episode <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> no. no that's that's a, that's a that's a that's a that's for private conversations about movie about cinema god cinema <laughs> cinema but you know, it's not for private conversations. What? Peculiar objects, because this is... Oh, shit. What's up, guys? It's, we're doing a Kids on Bikes podcast. Uh, we're trying to recreate all your favorite 80s teen horror movies. Movies such as The Evil Dead. Movies such as The Fog. Movies like Nightmare on Elm Street. Movies such as, you know what, fill in the bank, blank. Whatever, you know, horror movie that pertains to this, or that anyone else can think of and throw out there. You know what? Uh, the People Under the Stairs. Well done. The People Under the Stairs. Made in the 80s, but came out, I think, 90? 91. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh, one. Came out on Sci-Fi Channel for you, boy. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. Leprechaun, I think, was late 80s. Oh, hell yeah. Nay, nay. It was early Yeah, early it was 90s. a 90s film. Mm-hmm. But I will allow it, because yep. I said I will allow those things. Either way, unrecognizable <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, pe- uh, yeah, People Under the Stairs was 91. Oh, well, then, um, Last House on the Left, although fuck that movie. It, 
it 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 doesn't matter. The the aesthetic of the previous decade always carries on for I would say the at least the That's first true. three years. So, uh what these guys are gonna be doing, uh, is this is Anthony, Casey, and Steve. These guys are playing teenagers in this game, uh, where they'll be riding their totally rad BMX bikes in the year 1980X uh, through this nostalgia-fueled adventure in the hidden Alaskanadia port town. I, for my part, am your host. I'm your GM, your storyteller, Nigel Collins. Um, I'm here to guide these guys and our special guest, Max, who plays Jeffy at the video store, uh, through this journey into the madness and macabre of Spencer's Folly. Uh, though, you know what, um, I'm, this has been a long week for me. I've been making ribs all day, like... It is Monday, Nigel. It is a hardcore Monday, people. (laughs) I, I'm barely out of bed today. I second, it has been a long week. But... Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing, I'm saying we're screwed. Yeah, we are very screwed. (laughs) We, like, half of us went through the Snyder Cut, and we're still trying to absorb and, like, catch our breath. And... Both positive and negative, as you can imagine. But what we need to do right. for you guys, audience, that is, is uh, you guys need to hear a recap of what happened last week because mm-hmm. things went popping off like lights that flicker on and off. Uh, Max, actually, do you by chance have any tape for us that we can like replay? Casey, could you help this guy out with that? Yeah, I. You know what? I think I saw something in the return bins. Max, you wanna you wanna dive in there? You wanna combine our our previous video store experience and see if we can't find a little something? If only I was a little bit more prepared for this. I could have grabbed my stack of VHSs and done an ASMR of me shuffling them around. <laughs> uh, well, I can I can literally do that here. <laughs> Wait, what about the ones that are right behind you, quote unquote, Max? Oh, Look at all those these. VHSs. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like I'm actually turning up the old jalopy to escape the conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Okay. Let's see. What do we got here? We got uh, we got Little Shop of Horrors, mm. the original with uh, with a uh, with a misleadingly prominent Jack Nicholson. Yes, <laughs> there. This is the colorized version, there. I believe. So what do we got here? We got Strange Brew. Mm. Uh, we got Jurassic Park. Uh, oh, we got the Crow. The Crow. The he doesn't ride a bike, and he's certainly not a teen. But I think the Crow is spiritual. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Highlights from last episode. Max, you want to go ahead and ah. put this on the spindle? On the last episode of Peculiar Objects, DeSoto, KR, and Jamal came into the mystic area known as the Movie Store, looking for answers of what they possibly may find about their long lost friend, a creature that may be lurking, some history of the past, or maybe in Jeff's basement something more chapter 14 a single tail light spencer's folly 10 p.m gordy jordan was happy to get out of the house drive his trusty pickup truck and grab a cheeseburger with some poutine fries that he's always getting in trouble for eating yeah, the wife was getting into her late-night Jane Fonda's original workout videos, and he wasn't a fan of her huffing and puffing. It was his night to train the new recruit for the new neighborhood watch. The kid was barely over 18 and probably weighed 90 pounds wet, but seemed determined enough to take on any unusual types, or so the PTA would say. I think his name was Willie? Maybe Philly? 
Though for the past couple of weeks or so, not a lot of activity has been going on that Cordy could really tell. Had a few run-ins since the curfew got started. Local teenagers out for a five-minute lover's lane rendezvous at Lake Goose Pond. A drunken Mr. Oddwards chopping wood by the lumber mill. And the occasional missing black cat darting out of the neighborhood trash. <laughs> so, Gordy, what would an unusual type look like? Well, I'll be honest, the real pain in the ass has been those damn ATP goons the PTA has been talking about. Somehow keep cracking into the Radio Rob's broadcast, spreading a bunch of malarkey. Same group of goons that spray-painted on French's famous Fred Chicken. Uh, you mean fried chicken, right? Yeah, that's what I said. The CB radio shrieked on. Woodchucker 4, this is Dam Zero. We got a report of a suspicious activity and a possible stuck car in the brush off of Moosewood Boulevard. The tip said it looked like a single taillight was seen off the road. Over. Copy, Dam Zero. Ah, we're like four blocks south currently. Ah, we should be there about five minutes to arrive. Over. Copy. Gordy, fill us in when you find out what's going on over there. Over. That's a big can-do. Over and out. The kid looked confused. Hey, why aren't we calling this into the police station or to Marshal Redwood? Look, kid. They've got their hands tied with that slaughterhouse that went on last week, alright? Let alone bodies going missing. They don't need to get the hassle of some dumb kids who were playing doctor in their car and accidentally rolled into a ditch. The wind was starting to pick up in Spencer's Folly, which Gordy knows means the start of the true fall season. Wind so cold, it could shoot straight into your bones. Wind that reminds you of man and of his mortality. The trusty pickup squeaked by loudly onto Moosewood Boulevard. It was mainly an empty street from what Gordy could tell, but the kid had pointed out into the forest a slight red glow that was shining from behind the tree. Gordy killed the lights, and he lit up a quick cigarette to calm his nerves. He always kept a pack in the truck. All right, kid, I want you to stay in the truck. I'm going to go check out what's behind that tree there, and if anything happens, you know, just hold down this button on the side and let damn Zero know that we need some reinforcements. You got it? But what about you? How, how are you going to protect yourself? I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. Feel free to bum a cigarette if it'll help, but don't make it a habit. I'm not a charity. Gordy slammed the truck door shut and pulled out his crossbow from behind the bed. He crossed the field fairly quickly, considering his 70-year-old knees usually ache when the weather gets like this. He couldn't see any tire tracks while crossing towards the forest, but he could see the red glow reaching closer with every step that Gordy took. He reached the silhouetted tree and pulled out his flashlight. Gordy took a quick drag from his cigarette, clicked the flashlight on, and turned the corner. Gordy was confused as a car was not behind the tree. Instead, on the ground, sat an odd-looking lantern that glowed a bright crimson light and a large leather sack that just laid crumpled next to it. The lantern glowed across Gordy's perplexed expression as he quickly aimed his flashlight and crossbow into the area, but only saw deep forest staring back at Gordy. A quick breeze lingered onto Gordy's neck for a moment, and he quickly 
picked up the sack and the red glowing lantern and begun going across the field again back to the comfort of his truck. The wind was rolling in on Gordy like choppy water, making it harder and to hear very well. It felt like someone was within arm's reach of pulling old Gordy back into the forest. The sack began flapping quickly from Gordy's left hand. His hands weren't what they used to be, but he had enough strength in them to get him back to his truck. As he approached, the kid had rolled down his window and was halfway done with his own cigarette when he was seeing Gordy crossing the street. The kid threw the door open. Gordy stopped dead in his tracks and let out a gasp. The red lantern had lit up the kid's face, but it had deep turquoise marks scratched across his face. His left eyeball glowed bright green, almost like someone threw a glow-in-the-dark paint on his face. Jesus, kid, what happened to your face? My face? You're the one that looks like he saw a ghost. What the hell is that thing? I think it's some sort of light, but kid, I'm not kidding. You got. You should really go to the hospital. The kid looks into the rearview mirror and starts to panic, but instead is pulled out by the passenger window and slammed onto the sidewalk. It happened so fast. Gordy leapt into his truck to call for backup, but was met with the flat side of a tomahawk over the back of his head. Gordy felt the sack being ripped out of his hands and heard the pleas from the kids outside the truck. I don't know, maybe his name is Billy. Gordy, that was his last thought before knocking out. Fred was on the ground, having the wind knocked out of him, gasping for whatever air he could get in. Fred hadn't felt this fear since the ritual when some of the smoke got into his eyes. The figure stared, started shoving Fred into a leather sack. He looked up to what he would have been breathless in the moment had his ribs not already been broken. The figure wore a tall pilgrim hat and an outfit, but was wearing a red plastic devil mask. The pilgrim hissed through the plastic slit mask. You will talk, witch, and you will lead me into her body. He closed the sack, and Fred was surrounded in darkness, being dragged away by an unusual type. We bring you guys back to the video store. Um, <laughs> I... Jeff has just rolled up his poster and is kind of following you guys behind. Um, you kind of already have agreed to uh, go down the stairs, but was there anything you guys wanted to say before going down? <laughs> Did we agree? I think we were kind of like plot ushered down the stairs at the end. <laughs> like reasonably, because we're a bunch of truculent malcontents who won't cooperate with each other or with the plot. <laughs> Uh, lead the way, my liege. You guys unassuredly start walking down these stairs. Um, in the distance, actually, uh. Wait, why do I feel like this was a save point moment? <laughs> it really did feel like a save point moment. As many times as I have asked for one and been denied. Okay. Okay, Nigel, I look around. Are there any glowing crystals? Uh, is there perhaps a circle of light on the floor? An, uh, a moogle holding a large leather bag? Uh, DeSoto, roll me a brains of four. Oh no, that's a three! Oh, this is one of those, th oh no, permanently missable content. Oh geez, I'm never gonna finish the Mognet side quest now. <laughs> Enjoy your points. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I get points! Neat! Not just failure and get you, to make a fun reference. You don't find anything off, it's just real dark for you, and you think you can hear, um, 
rock music playing. Just kind of far away. <laughs> rock music? Well, I never. Uh, the stairs are also very difficult for DeSoto to navigate because uh, he is still getting mm. used to walking with a cane. And that is me. Jeff uh, <laughs> is kind of close behind you guys, but um, you can't really see him as he starts kind of uh, doing a bit of a uh, an evil laughter behind you guys as you're going down the stairs. Um, as, as that's happening, uh, Jamal, go ahead, roll me a brains of, uh, four. Oh, two. That's okay. You collect your points. Um, you just, it's very, uh, dark in there and you're suddenly realizing, uh, the, it's Black Sabbath that's, um, kind of blasting down towards the basement as you guys are going down there. Um, Jeff, uh, as he's like hugging in behind you guys, uh, starts talking, um, about just as in a magnificent kind of, uh, DM voice. Spencer's Folly is the four corners of Spook Central. Its main plane borders the angelic plains, the horrible hells, and the portal to Zerbras Nebula. The four-armed woman of Plesser, she desires male suitors. The cesspool, breeding grounds of those Dongon, Dagon. <coughs> Kevin, can you please cover your mouth Sorry. when you cough? Fucking nerds. We hold meetings on Tuesdays for Spencer's Follyites. Number one, knowledge is Spencer's Folly things, but our buddy's mom's basement got flooded, so we had to move locations temporarily. We also hold, sure. hold tabletop campaigns and sessions down here, as well as the revolution. Well, sure, yeah, you know. <laughs> down here, the PTA cannot touch us. Down here, they cannot tell us what to be or what to wear. Down here, we get to be who we want to be. Who we really are, you know, after starting first semester of political science. This term, I've really opened up my mind on what's right and what's wrong. Welcome to the sanctuary. Uh, upon saying that, um, you guys see uh, eight kind of cauldrons light up. Like quick flames come on. Ooh. Um, and it looks like you guys are actually in um, a dungeon. Uh, there's a corner that has like a lot of wires and what kind of looks like a computer. But there are eight tables with one of them being covered in a red uh, large blanket. Ooh. Uh, Kevin kind of comes running up to uh, to Jeff and goes, oh, Sir, is, is, is it, should I reveal it now? Should we do this? Is it time? He, Jeff throws his hand forward and goes, Reveal! Kevin runs over really quick, kind of smiles, but that's all you guys could see because he's wearing a hood. And he pulls off the blanket to reveal a giant tabletop uh, game for you guys to play. God damn it, DeSoto. Imagine my astoundment at such a sight. Never did I imagine, and I'm sure my companions are equally impressed. <laughs> I swear to God, DeSoto, this... I said I'm sure my companions are equally I will never trust you again after this. I'm so excited to play wow, this. That's definitely a table. <laughs> and there's a top to it. 
That is yeah. one magnificent is, pop. Uh, fuck KR, uh, so go ahead, roll me. Fucking kick your KR, ass. KR, roll me a brains Bullshit. of four. 18. Perfect. Okay, so KR, uh, upon the table, you see that um, there are five sections of the table, but only one of them uh, is uh, exposed, showing uh, what's on there. Also, uh, you can kind of recognize the technology in the back. Uh, there's a, it's a very large antennae in computers. Um, and it almost to where you can go, oh, these guys, this is, uh, technology that could be used to crack into, uh, a radio station frequency. Did we hear the radio Rob broadcast? Or is that like. No, you guys all, all three of you guys have overheard the mini broadcasts that have been interrupted. So. Yeah, because he's been breaking into them regularly. So you're the guy that's been taking over Radio Rob's broadcasts. Yes! What have you brought us down here to do? I brought you down here to prove yourself. Prove that you are worthy of the knowledge that I possess. We could also just beat you up and take the information for ourselves. Jamal, roll me a, a charm of 18. Ridiculous! His armor class is through the roof, oh, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. As, as we learned from WandaVision, you have no power in my <laughs> area. Oh, shit. <laughs> Can I lie and say it was a 20? I think it kind of <laughs> did. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing stopping you, I guess, except, like, human decency? <laughs> I don't want to say. Can I just not say Please that? <laughs> what did you get? Oh, Steve. I rolled a one. To beat up Jeff. You rolled a one? I rolled a one. Magnificent. Uh... Um, okay, cool. Uh, without even realizing it, um, Jamal, Kevin is upon you quickly. Um, <laughs> he is like shaking you down. And it is throwing you off very much. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. Jeez. He quickly uh, runs over joking. to um, the other end of the table. It's like a demon. <laughs> I, I sit down, terrified. So, how exactly are we going to prove ourselves for this knowledge? By controlling your avatars and proving that in this miniature world that I have constructed that you, in this world, have what it takes. This will be our challenge, this this game of goblins and gulags, because we don't <laughs> want to get sued. We gotta play a board game, so you'll tell us information. Oh, that's, board that's... is the last thing you'll be, my friend! KR kind of sighs just at the, the ridiculousness of everything, but... He's this far into the dungeon now. He sits down at the table. So let's get this over with. Uh, uh, Jeff turns to Jamal and you. That was a question. He he was saying, <laughs> and you? <laughs> oh, me? I'm fucked. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it happens exactly like that because I'm terrified mm. of this kid now. Uh, Jamal, look over Ooh. to Kevin. Uh, He's just grinning at you. Yeah. And, um, you see God. his hands are kind of tucked in between his robes. 
And when he slides his hand out, <laughs> uh, he shows that he is holding your skeleton key. Oh, and he puts shit. it back into his sleeve. Guys, I'm pretty sure this guy's a demon. He's he's a witch, he's a warlock, he's something. I don't like it. He's a terror, he's a terror. If you needed more reason to join the game, there is yours. Little salacious crumb motherfucker. Alright, so, my liege, I assume that we could each request a boon of you if we succeed in your challenge. Jamal naturally would appear to like his key back. Well, we shall see. The, the, Very good. That the previous group, the ones that have absconded with your piece of skull, failed truly epically. Ken, Ken was down here? He was, and proved himself unworthy. So, Ken. did he forfeit he did. his piece of skull? No. He, he did not come ah. in here with such insolence that we had to pry it from him. Ah, fair enough. Okay, well, gentlemen, uh, after this adventure, we may have to go have a chat with Ken. Uh, but here we are, so let's do this. Uh, the three of you, uh, sit unassuredly, uh, at the table. Jeff, uh, like, sits at the other end of the table. Uh, is staring at you guys for about 30 seconds, just kind of like deeply looking into each one of your guys' eyes. And then he begins. <laughs> after after the staring contest, he goes, I was actually waiting for the, the smoke. Kevin! Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Max, can you roll me uh, a yeah. 20 on how well Kevin does? My dice had vanished. Nigel, you should roll for him. Since Here you we are go. Kevin. Okay, uh, so, uh, Kevin, um, forgot to refill the fog machine all the way, so <laughs> what ends up happening is he, like, sprays it, and it looks pretty cool for, like, ten, to, like, the first ten seconds of what you start to say, and then it just kind of stops, and it, and there's kind of a little bit of a lo loud, like, ah, for a second, and he quickly unplugs it. Uh, Je Jeff, not missing a beat, goes, Ah, the Ancient Ones have smiled upon you. It shall be a clear night. Yeah, yeah. Praise be, etc. Uh, so, my liege, uh, what manner of quest or adventure have you for us to set upon this eve? He he, he throws out his robed arm at you and, and does, ah! does the gesture for silence. Nope. On the eve of the Zebras Nebula... During the battle of darkness between the undead ones and the lycanthropes, a betrayed necromancer by the name Legion struck an alliance with the vampiric courts with the promise of wiping out the lycans and destroying the moon. In an attempt to fight fire with fire, the lycans reached out to the Witch of the Woods, Baba Yaga. She had the ability to open what she called the door that would banish any bloodsuckers and hack magicians. This is the final quest to rid the world of vampires and save the moon. This is the last battle of the Thirty Night War. This is Legion's Revenge. I don't think you know who Baba Yaga is, but I'll let it slide, Mr. Jeff, who works at the store. Okay. <laughs> I'm very intrigued that Jamal does. <laughs> <laughs> He's been reading those books. Fair enough. Yeah, man. When we last left off, the Den Mother had brought you all together to prove your strengths. Now, in the combat, you will find out who is the leader of the pack. 
cast the dies. Okay, so you three uh, need to roll twenties against each other. Wait, so are we are we werewolfums? Yes. Is that what I'm what I'm to understand? <laughs> he, <laughs> Jeff leans and goes, "Yes." I rolled an eighteen. I rolled a twenty. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, my leash is this one of those games where you really want to roll a one if you can. Well done. It's fine. It just determines which characters you guys are going to have. Oh no, I'm a little brother! Oh no, I'm the saddest three-legged little so puppy! So first, Jamal um, second. Or you're Hector, they're well endowed. Uh, Could be. Gesturing to KR, Craven, the one who always showed the most promise, rose to the top in what would be the pack's leader. You gain a plus ten in fight. Nice. Uh, gesturing to Jamal, Dante, the one who may have not had the most strength, but had the most will to push forth, took his place as seconds. You gain plus ten in Baron. Fuck yeah, I do. And Landis, uh, <laughs> gesturing to DeSoto, while he was never the biggest or the quickest, but yet the smart one to know when a fight is lost, gains plus ten in flight. Honestly, not mad about that. So, you guys will be playing this game with your added bonuses, with your actual stats. So, Anthony, you okay. you have a plus 10 to fight. Um, Steve, you have a plus 10 to brawn. And Casey, you have a plus 10 to flight. It's a very, very good okay. way to do this. Yeah, it is. So, so whenever I roll for flight, I just, I just like, roll whatever I yep. roll and then add 10. Yeah. Okay, and cool. uh, like uh, the character names is Anthony, you are Craven, Steve, you are Dante, and Casey, you are Landis. Hell yeah, I am. The Alpha known as Baker has ordered the three Lycans on their last mission. I'm Baker, leader of the Cursed Kindred. I have a secret mission that the three of you have specialties in achieving. You are tasked with taking this walking chest to the Blasphemous Church, connected the unburiable bones of Burak, ring three times on the ferryman's bell, pay the ferryman with the three silver coins you each have, collect your prize from the walking chest. Sounds pretty straightforward. The chest will provide passage, as long as you three know that each one of you carries with you a silver coin for the passage. Uh, while you and the group is wrapping up your conversation with Baker and getting ready for your adventure, you suddenly hear a, a cry out for help. Ah! Ah! You all run out to see what the matter do we have to do, like, a roll for perception kind of thing, or are we just going to be told what No, no, uh, it's just, uh, he's just starting it off, so you guys roll out, and you can do a roll for perception. You can guys use your brains. Okay, I'm going to use my brains to see if I can determine where that sound yeah. is. Yeah, uh, go ahead, roll me a, roll a five. I rolled a, I rolled a 17. Dope. Uh, you immediately sense that the noise is coming from the alleyway next to the lycanthropy courthouse 
I run over to go see what it is. The night court, if you will. <laughs> Before he does that, I I burst out and I say, Nay, where is thou madeth be? Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> Jamal. And I like stick my chest out with my my fist on Jamal, my, my hips. Uh, I, I shall turn- save thee. I, I turn to DeSoto and I say, he's worse than you are. <laughs> Jamal, <laughs> roll me a charm of 13. I rolled a three. Jamal is terrible at this. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> uh, Landis, Landis, for his part, is guarding the fucking walking chest. I'm sorry, no, we got a mission to complete, you guys. I don't think we have time to go investigating every little, every little call for help, every little Polly come save me. I don't know if you guys noticed, it's a world full of fucking monsters. A lot so, of people are gonna get eaten tonight. Um, Craven, you kind of have already led the pact out, uh, and you see down the alleyway, um, what appears to be, um, a young woman, uh, being dragged away by a vampire. Fucking vampires. Um. Faith not, I... maiden. I shall save thee. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I <laughs> right towards, uh, I try to catch the vampire. With it. Yep. He does that. Would the yep. other two like to join? <laughs> or are you guys just going to let him Leroy Jenkins? Yeah, I'm going to run after him because my, my little brother's a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, here's the thing. I've got the I've got the good flight, but somebody has to stay with the fucking chest. Somebody has to stay on task here because this could very easily just be a ploy to get the chest that we're supposed to be guarding. So, so I I I, I turn to Desoto. I turn to Desoto and I say, "We're trying to prove ourselves worthy here." Yes, and worthiness means being able to focus on a goal over momentary gain or loss. Worthiness also means taking care of those who need to be taken care of. Yeah, right. Uh, Landis as well, who is, as you have put on his character sheet, my lord, fleet of foot. Uh, he <laughs> takes off uh, in order to render aid to said accosted maiden. Um, Je- uh, Jeff goes, uh, well said, Craven. Uh, DeSoto, you, uh, Landis finds that the chest is able to keep pace, surprisingly. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. It's a jogging chest. It's actually chest. Uh, it's a All it's right. a chest with one giant chicken leg that hops around. It's wearing a sports bra. Oh, okay. <laughs> wearing a sports yes. bra. <laughs> <laughs> jogging chest. There's something I don't know. <laughs> no, we're moving past that. <laughs> that was a Jamal joke. <laughs> okay. All right, then my liege. Uh, I roll my fastness to attempt to get there, and. uh Attempt to render aid to this innocent who has fallen victim to the clutches of that foul vampiric brood. Cast the die. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my fast is actually real bad, so I'm glad I got this boost. DeSoto's a lazy piece of shit. Oh, hot damn. Okay, uh, that is a 15. Well rolled. You quickly catch, you, you quickly take a lead of the pack. In chasing down yeah. this foul beast, the damsel yeah. constantly reaching hands out for aid. You gain, you you gain speed. Cool. 
Uh, what I would like to do is my liege, since since Landis is fast but not so strong, I thought maybe he's got like a fencer thing going on, and I've got my Desoto has his cane and he's got you know just like wielding it. So what I do is get like a rapier, and when I when I catch up to the vampire, I want to pin him through the shoulder and try to push him away from the maiden and wrest her from his grip. You prepare your weapon, Cra- ah. Craven Dante. What do you do? I'm gonna like like just go at it and. Uh, punch him in the face the second also I get good. close enough. Cast the die. Uh, okay. So I'm rolling a six, and I have a plus ten. Let's see if that explodes. I roll a thirteen. You ready your punch. You take a valiant swing, and it comes close. The vampire, using his ever-clear speed dodges it, but loses his footing and thereby loses a bit of speed. Steve, you're brawny. Like, you should tackle the fucking guy. (laughs) I decided to leap like a spider monkey on his back. (laughs) fucking Christ. Every time I forget he's doing that stupid ass. (laughs) Me too! Until he opens his goddamn mouth. (laughs) It's so good! Um... I'm in character, guys. Yeah, I uh, know you. No, Jamal, you're doing a great job. S- Steve, <laughs> can can I please get a charm? I want to see if Jeff is taking this as a sincere attempt or this. mockery. Yeah, go ahead, roll us. <laughs> roll us a charm of you know what? Uh, seven. I rolled a nine. Yeah. He uh he's yeah. more than mildly amused. He's actually really kind of happy that like you're kind of uh, participating. And he's he thinks he thinks better of you now. Aw. Jock and nerd together in harmony against <laughs> vampires. So yeah, what do I need to roll to Spider Monkey? Brawn, right? Oh, I dig it, yeah. Yeah. You could use I mean brawn can mean your legs. Your legs can be oh so so strong, and you can use them to spring into the night. Sixteen. Oh wait, I rolled a six, so I explode. Nice. Go ahead, explode. Do it. Yeah. Twenty one. Yeah. Snap. Oh, yeah. Dante, using your powerful legs to jump like a spider, you leap on, you leap onto the brutish undead one, slamming him to the ground and having the damsel roll to the side of him. He is currently pinned under your feet. My liege, I think we can agree that when Dante leaps into the sky, he is momentarily, and I'm, and DeSoto's looking over and he's trying to get Jamal to like feel cooler about this. He says, I think we can agree that Dante is momentarily silhouetted against the full moon, like some kind of sports hero would do, uh, before falling back to earth and executing his heroisms. DeSoto Y may not know much about these sports ball I don't believe any of them are played at night. But I see your point. <laughs> Got you there. <laughs> Poor Jeff! You know, people just go home at night. What are you talking about? Like, people don't, people don't do things at night. What? That's what all my friends say. They have to go home and go to bed. What do you mean? As I, as I land from my victorious leap, I uh, reach my hand out to the fair maiden and say, you're welcome. That's dope. All right, roll me a charm of fucking four. (laughs) 
18. Jeff, take it over, Jeff. Yeah, it is. Whoa! <laughs> oh, I thought this ghastly creature was going to make off with me and make me some horrible meal in the night. Thank you so much. What will become of this monstrous beast? We shall take care of him. You have not fear if this creature... And I, I, <laughs> I like grab her. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I grab her, Harith, and I put it in my own bosoms and to comfort thine maiden. While is she, while is she is quite comforted, you do realize soon that you have a ravaging beast at your leg. So is currently trying to tear apart your leg to get away from this situation. You have what? You all have one action to do what you will. Is there a wooden stake anywhere? A, a stick or something? Uh, roll me a brain, Anthony. Uh, or perception? No, brain's great. Brain? Yeah. Uh, roll me a brain yeah. of okay. three. I rolled a 15. So, uh, there is actually a pile of stakes that were left by the trash cans. <laughs> yep. I, I, I grab, I grab a stake and I just yeah. shove it through its heart. <laughs> All the kids are like, Mom, we need new steaks. And she's like, these old steaks are perfectly good. She's like, right. Mom, you just don't get it. Are <laughs> right, you going to roll uh, roll a, f- uh, a fight of four? Nice. Well, I beat it 10. then. <laughs> I beat it. I don't even need to roll. Let's see how hard you beat it yep. by. How far do you plunge that? Have fun. I rolled a 14. Fuck yeah, you did. Hell yeah. Um, I'm plunging, plunging the stakes deep into the heart of the evil creature. You hear him go, "Uh, that's so weak. Everyone else is like totally gonna get you at the sock hop." Uh, as he fades away into nothingness. Ah, I see that leech was a scion of House McChad. He he was he was a member of the brawny, small-minded folk. Ah. They smell good, though. Uh, the damsel uh, being held within uh, the bosom tears herself away and uh, thanks you three for being her rescuers. Please, though it isn't much, I offer you this single silver coin. Uh-huh. Each. <laughs> each. Each of you, three oh, okay. pittance of silver coins. I hope this will aid you on your journey. Uh- Oh, I thought we already had the silver coins. Oh, okay, cool. No, that, okay. Both DeSoto, Landis, and Casey were all confused about that. So that works out nicely. <laughs> we accept payment. Uh, uh, fair maiden. Um, though our journey is perilous and our destination far, I think it would ill suit the honor of our noble lineage to leave such a one as yourself at the mercy of the forces of night on such an eve as this. Wouldst thou care to accompany us and our ambulatory chest of drawers? Ah, it is quite a unique chest, and that would be lovely. Cool. I was traveling down the only road in town, and I'm assuming that's also on your way. It's just the one, yeah. (laughs) No (laughs) way. You guys, um, you head off in your quest with your, uh, your new fair, uh, maiden, uh, tagging along with you guys. Congratulations, you have an extra silver coin. So you're a maiden. What's that like? It's, it's good. It's not too bad. I am fair. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> Wait, we have an extra coin? 
Yes. Each so each of you started off with. Remember, you asked how are we supposed to hold these? Right. Yes, you started off with three coins, oh, okay. and for saving the main, she gifted you with three. So now, we, okay, so now we have two silver mm-hmm. coins each. Which two SP? Which she could hold for you guys if it, it's too uncomfortable in your pockets or near you guys. Well, Landis, being being fleet of foot, is actually wearing like dueling gloves, so oh. he can probably hold it just fine. There's no problem. So I asked Jeff, what happens next? You guys uh, are escorting her uh, home, which happens to be on the way to uh, where you're trying to reach, which is eventually the Blasphemous Church. Forsooth! What convenience! After dropping her off, after or dropping the fair maiden off at her abode, you continue on your journey. Thanks, bye! I kiss my fair maiden goodbye. Ooh. Uh, okay, uh, stud... Roll a 16. 11. Be bad at smooching, be bad at smooching, be bad at smooching, be bad at smooching! Um, sh- you go in for the kiss, and she kind of pushes you, and she goes, Oh, sorry, I, I just saw you as kind of more as friends. Like, I didn't really want it to, like... <laughs> I mean, like, I really appreciate what you did in the alley. Like, I I mean, you can come by and, like, help, but, like, I mean, I, I'm just, I just got out of a relationship. I, I, like, do this shushing, and then I put my finger on her lips. Nath. Can, I, can I grab? Can I grab him and drag him to the church, please? Yeah. <laughs> give, give him a give him a chance. Give no. him a chance. He's trying to be a good guy here. <laughs> if if you wish to do that, then I assume we are making dueling bronze. No, no. Let's get let's give Jamal let's give Jamal. I mean Dante. Let's give him a chance here. He's being peasant zoned, mm-hmm. but let's let's let him work his way out of it in a mature and groovy. He's gonna fashion. start crying again, like last time. <laughs> You guys remember when he just cried for like an entire day? <laughs> Last time someone broke his heart. I know it was funny. I see if your point, fair, uh, character. Uh. Alas, <laughs> alas, alas, my maiden. We shall meet again, hopefully. She puts her finger up to your lip. <laughs> And goes, um, your, your words have moved me. Uh, if you survive this, um, a, a kiss, uh, awaits you on the way back. Score. I trot along on our adventure. <laughs> so you guys are trotting along on your adventure. Yep. Um, all buckaroos know this classic way. And, uh, Jeff says, Though you are filled with good spirits, those soon begin to dissipate when you come across a derelict building where there Ooh. lay six decaying corpses. Uh, I look around for any signs that say the blasphemous church. Uh, go ahead, roll the brains. <laughs> okay. Of uh, two. Yeah. Uh, it's an eight. No sign that says blasphemous church. No, guys, I don't think this is it. I'd like to examine the corpses. Yeah. Gross! Uh, okay, go ahead, roll us a brains of, uh, ten. I rolled a thirteen. Nicely done. Tony, what was your character's name? I don't remember. Craven. Craven, Craven, that's right. So you actually see, um, that, uh, these, uh, bodies, um, have kind of their throats ripped out. Um, they kind of have a similar uh, pattern to uh, what one of you guys might have as a bite mark. Good lord. 
It appears that one of our own has gone renegade and taken to chomponating innocent folk in the night. Uh, as you are coming to that conclusion, Landis, the bodies begin to convulse and shake. Uh-oh. And right before your very eyes, six green ghosts appear coming at you with haunting visions. I run. Uh, in the background, you guys kind of hear Kevin going, Aah! but you can't see him. Ooh, production value. I run as fast as I can. Yeah, that's fair. We didn't get paid to fight ghosts. I want to punch a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So Landis and Dante are off to the side <laughs> and like, well, I've taken, I've taken my rapier and I've carved off like a, a slice of, of the chest chicken leg and we've cooked it up and we're just like, yeah, go to town. Go on. You can do it. Um, as you guys are like, uh, cheering on Craven. 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 Punch that ghost. Uh, six, uh, spirits emerge, uh, floating up these corpses. Craven, roll to attack the spirits. What do I need to roll? Seven. Uh, fourteen. Nice. With a might, with a, with a mighty blow, you dissipate two of the ghosts with one clean swipe of your claw. Um, as you're doing that, you're noticing that the ghosts are all talking in unison. They're just kind of floating there. Kevin's kind of talking from all directions with you guys right now. Sure. And he goes, um, uh, those with the dark mark are ones that have betrayed us, uh, for we are innocent and have done nothing, but we will get our revenge. This dark mark being that of the lichen. And then in unison behind the one that's mm-hmm. main talking, they go, everyone with the dark mark gets killed. Everyone with the dark mark gets killed. Um... Mm. As you're saying that, uh, guys, roll me a brains of two. I don't know how it's possible, but I've rolled another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better believe I'm taking those fucking crunchy points. I love it so much. <laughs> I rolled an eight. I rolled a four. Okay. Uh, so, everyone, <laughs> uh, you guys all realize you all have the dark mark on you, except for Casey, who's just delighted by this uh, floating uh, Wait, on floor. our bodies? Yeah. Oh no! Well, like the the dark the dark mark is is lycanthropy, right? Mm-hmm. So Dante and Craven realize, oh shit, the dark mark is lycanthropy. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Landis is like, "What well, fucking sucks? Yeah. I'm glad I don't have one of those." <laughs> Pretty much. I turned into a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> we, we knew we were lichens, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I thought we were already like all wolfed out. I've been picturing a dapper lupine swordsman. <laughs> so, what have you guys been? Oh, my goodness, this is so good. Um, the ghosts stare confused at you as all three of you, already Same. as werewolves, as one of you claim, <laughs> I turn into a werewolf. <laughs> what do you think a werewolf is, Dante? Success. Um, you know what? I'll give you. I'll give you an advantage for confusion. <laughs> Please Success. carry on, sir. <laughs> I I I run as a werewolf on on all fours. Oh, that's dope. He's gonna split the party. Yep. Like where? Where are you running, bud? You taking off? <laughs> in the direct in the direction of our objective. <laughs> that's a good one. 
That is a good one. Okay, so we fall. We, we get. We're back on track with the with the walking with the ambulatory okay. luggage. Uh, Steve, roll me a flight of uh, of five. A five. Well done. You dart past the ghosts, uh, catching their attention. So uh, their backs are now turned to uh, Kr and Desoto. All right. Uh, Landis looks over to Craven and says. Shall we, pack brother? Just like in the olden days? Yeah, sure, whatever. Cool. I keep on going. <laughs> no, we gotta fight, we gotta kill the ghosts. Oh, we have to kill them? Fine, I, I kill the ghosts. Okay, you gotta roll yeah, your- me too. Uh, you both gotta have to roll, uh, one has to roll a fight, one has to roll a brawn of ten. My fight is not gr- okay. What is your brawn? Uh, well my, I got a four for my fight, so. Cool. If nothing else, I'm I'm ever richer in my, crunchy points. My, I am become unto a crunchy point smaug. I have a. I rolled a four. I'm gonna explode that dice. I rolled a fifteen altogether. Craven, with with powerful claw, you end up sweeping through another two ghosts, while Landis, missing his blow, falls prey to one of the ghosts as they seek their dark magic into him. Oh no! I am filled with dark magics! Landis, you are having trouble figuring out friend from foe. When you swing, when you swing, just like real life, when you swing next, you're going to need to roll a 10 or higher to get the actual, to fight the right foe. Oh shit! Okay, what am I rolling? Well, what am I rolling for that? Brains? You're going to be rolling. Yeah. Brains is good. Sorry, I to... <laughs> Wouldn't they get a bonus for having their backs turned? Sure, that's part of or the Or minus. Yeah. I still rolled very, very poorly. Can't backstab right. a ghost. <laughs> uh, mm. Backstab does not refer to positioning, but rather having combat advantage on the target, but that's a different t- conversation. Anyway, uh, oh, what am I? Uh, I've rolled a nine on my smart. Oh, no. Oh no. Craven, you see you have a werewolf claw coming at you from Landis. I I want to do Growl. the cool thing and like just bat it away. Take this foul spectre. And then I want to slap him on the forehead. Ooh. Uh that's going to be a fight. <laughs> Rolled up newspaper. Uh, a fight of 15. Okay. Ooh. I am a fearsome swordsman. I have sir. to explode that dice. I rolled a fight of 13. So I'm going to take that crunchy point. Well done. Um in the attempt to, like, block it, you actually miss, uh, you punch yourself in the thigh. Cool. Okay, and what do I do in my successful, now, attack on my friend, unknowingly? <laughs> yeah, uh, go ahead, tell us what you do, because you succeeded. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, since he punches himself in the thigh, I like to think that he, he does, in doing so, he, like, leans down, and Landis, uh, he, he does a, a thrust forward with his, with his rapier, mm. his, his wide blade saber, and just like, gets like a, just like a score on, on the shoulder. Or you know what? Even across his snoot, across, uh, Craven's, Craven's big old dog and foos mm. nose pipe. And so he'll have like a cool scar there, but it won't hurt him or their friendship, which, which Landis treasures dearly. Okay. Land, or, uh, Craven, you find yourself wounded on the nose from your, Weaker, from your weaker ally of your pack. As, hey. as he is, as he is clearly being filled with spectral visions. Can I smack him in the forehead again? Hey! 
You can attack. Sure. Uh, is the ghost inside him now? Or is uh, they, the ghost, like, just... Or am I just... They seem to be they seem to be hiding behind him while they cast their their horrible magic. Okay, so he's not trying to smack a ghost out of me. No, I'm trying to smack you. He's trying to break. Cool. He's, he's trying to break the spell. No, I'm just trying cool. to smack him. Oh, then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do. Okay, You're being an annoying piece of shit to me right now. So like, uh, just get out of the fucking way. <laughs> roll a f- right, but what about Landis? <laughs> roll a fi- roll a fifteen and fight. Oh, Jesus Christ. See if I explode that dice. I didn't. I rolled an 11. Oof. Getting all them crunchy points, though. Landis is too swift, baby. His reflex save is too high. This is the worst. Where the <laughs> fuck is Steve? <laughs> your, your colleague, Steve, has blissfully, ignorantly ran away. Spider monkey. And I... I... Okay. Dante, you... Roll, please roll me a brain of ten to see if you notice your colleagues are missing. Or I guess not, not, no, ten's way too high. Uh, a four. I rolled a one, but I have enough country points and I will roll, I will use my three country points, I will use three of my country points. Okay. Um, Dante, you realize in your fun stroll through the dark wilderness where you feel truly at home, that your colleagues aren't sharing the same enjoyment with you because they are not with you. Oh, no, if I am alone. I should, <laughs> I should turn myself around and I shall spider monkey my way into, into these ghosts. So I, I turn around and I try to spider monkey the ghost that's trying to work its spell on, on DeSoto. Yeah, I am presently ensorcelled, and I would appreciate some help with that. As the as the ghosts uh, as the ghosts are, tr- are have their back currently to you, you will get be able to attack them on the next round. But for now, Landis, you must try and see if you can discover the true foe again. Cool. Uh, what do I roll for that? May I get a brains, brains of seven? You got it, my leash. Uh, that is a two. What in the six fucks? Um, okay. Well, I guess Landis remains confused and, uh, attempts to carve up his pals. I'm gonna slap him in the forehead again. <laughs> Make that roll, Anthony. What do I have to roll? Is it still a 14? Yeah, let's, let's say punching. Let's let's say punching yourself twice has has made you realize that your body is not the target. Uh, let's get a twelve, a fight of twelve. I rolled a thirteen, Aye. so I smack him in the forehead. Okay, but upon having <laughs> upon having Craven bash some sense into Landis, Landis, you realize that the Ooh. spectral monster in front of you is indeed your colleague, bloody nose and all. But this is my friend and ally through our many campaigns. I have been bamboozled by some phantom from beyond the mortal veil. Just kick Dante, his ass already. D- try, attempt your spider, your spider grapple with the the last of the specters. We believe in you, Dante. I rolled a fourteen. Hell yeah! You swipe, you swipe at the you, as you tackle the remaining specters. They dissipate. With one final, everybody with the black mark gets killed. As they fade away. I am victorious. 
So with with Landis's mind being thoroughly played with, and Craven having a bloody snoot, and I may never trust again. And Dante realizing that he may need to check to see if his colleagues are journeying with him. You continue on your quest. Next time I runneth, you shall runneth with me. As you all march through the dark and marshy woods, hearing the cracks in the distance, wondering if there are allies being hidden amongst you, you see a glow emanating from the woods, ones that move, that zips quick back and forth. Each one of you wondering, is this a new enemy coming for us, or something far more mysterious? I mean, you guys were getting ready to, like, plunge the key into the mystery door anyway, so why wouldn't you fall, <laughs> like, continue? Because Steve, cause Steve is, <laughs> right? is, is chaotic. Uh, Just put the key in, turn the lock, and go home. <laughs> <laughs>